1: Hello, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator. DeAndre here with Bill Goldberg. Uh, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. Just another day
0: on the ranch. And
1: yourself? Uh, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. I uh, I think the audio is fine, but if you guys uh, hear a little difference in me, I don't have the microphone in front of me. I'm in a hotel room in Detroit.
0: It's Matt's fault this time.
1: It is. It, not it, my, is my, it is my and fault and this and I, time
0: as I'm kissing my microphone to make sure that everything's good on my head.
1: Yeah. No, you sound better because the microphone is closer. I think last week there was a little, little quiet, but you know, we're, we're working it out. Uh, we don't always hear exactly what you guys hear. So uh, we're, we're working out a few of the bugs, but um, I came into town for the, the Detroit auto show, uh, which I guess is North American international auto show, which seems weird to me it feels like dodgeball american dodgeball association of america like it just feels like there's a lot going on in there um so i the show as we're here recording this i'm in a hotel room it starts today for the press day so i haven't gone over there yet but i've been in town for a few days for the new ford f-150 unveiling uh and uh did a few other things in in town that uh, i'll tell you about but um, yeah, it's been interesting and it's been uh, a fun to, to catch up with the group and catch up with, with, with Ford and to see kind of a, it's just a mid-cycle refresh that they did on, on the truck. And they were able to incorporate a couple of uh, pretty cool new, new features. So the uh, the design changes on the F-150 are really around the grill They've done a couple of different things on the grill and the front bumper area uh, to, and, and the trim packages and stuff, you know, um, like for Tremor, and it's got a little bit more off road feel to it. And there's some blackout packages. Um, and some of the grills look like they're modular, where there's a grill and headlights. And some of it look like it goes all the way across from side to side, which they call their coast to coast grill. And it's kind of a cool uh, design that they've done. Um, but the big difference uh, that I think you guys would like is this new modular front bumper. And uh, I don't believe it's on all of the vehicles, but uh, anything off-road capable from Raptor down to Tremor to 4x4 and, and whatever. Uh, the the center section of the bumper is separate from the end caps, if you will. So the end caps can be swapped out for more tire clearance, right? But the center section can now be swapped out and you can slide in aftermarket accessories. You can slide in the winch from Ford's performance catalog. There's a light bar you can put in there Um, and it's all basically wired up and ready to go for these options. Uh, But now you can just go to the Ford performance catalog and go, great, I want want the winch. It's going to slide right in. There's an attachment for the light bar even behind the winch that mounts to that bumper area in the grill. It's just kind of cool to make everything kind of piece together.
0: So at the end of the day, they're giving you more options to spend more money.
1: Well, Easy. that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's, <laughs> right. Well, I mean, hey, that's fantastic.
0: Right. But uh, you're paying for that service.
1: <laughs> well, I, yes. But if they're finding that a lot of F-150 customers are personalizing their vehicles, then this makes it easier to do. Well, yeah and they make yeah uh,
0: yeah yeah
1: right and and yes and yes you can make some you make some money in the aftermarket uh well, but,
0: but it's brilliant right everybody does it i mean it's it's a, a conduit to uh getting the customization you want a lot quicker right you, you you cut out the middleman uh and because it's already an option from the manufacturer so i mean it's it's a and deal it's convenient
1: right so now the advantage of course is is with dealer accessories, you can you can oftentimes get it under the warranty of the vehicle and get it built into the financing of the truck. So you can go to your dealer and go, "I want an F four F one fifty Tremor," and yeah, I want you know I want the the tow hitch and I want ex- ex- some other lights and accessories and things like that, and just wrap it all up in one pretty bow and, and- Not just direct connection. It would like what Dodge is doing to a direct connection, and that's kind of moving toward the way of the future. As we were talking about how uh, the aftermarket parts, so the the aftermarket companies are now having to work with the manufacturers to get the parts listed in the manufacturer's direct distribution network. In this case, direct connection or Ford Performance, uh, you know, because they've been saying like the Mustang the computer is basically locked out you can't really do much aftermarket tuning for it but they've already announced a Whipple supercharger in the Ford performance catalog because they granted Whipple the access to tune it right and Whipple's already going we're hitting you know 800 horsepower with a big supercharger on on the new GTs uh you know so it can be done it's just you know now there's the finance the the money and the politics aspect of it, right?
0: <laughs> it's going on the whole time, right?
1: Yeah, right. So the good question is going to be like, in this particular case, would the Whipple be sold by Whipple dealers or only sold as a Ford performance part, and then Whipple dealers can install it, or car dealers can, Ford dealers can install it? I don't know. Right, I'm sure Whipple went to Ford. For yeah, so Whipple went to Ford and said, "Hey, don't screw our installers, our dealers." So, if if they have to buy the Ford branded piece, then Ford gets their cut, right? They get their licensing fee, they get that tuning access fee, and then Whipple says all of my dealers can order that particular vehicle and then, you know, there's a little bit of money that goes to Ford, which I get it, it makes it makes sense. It's it seems fine. It would be worse if Ford said you can't tune it. The car is the way it is. Forget about adding power.
0: Well, no question, and it would it would cost them a lot of a lot of money. And right. It would cost
1: them a lot of customers too. Yeah, it, it, that's where the money would be. Um. Anyway, so uh, a new addition to Ford F one hundred and fifty on the interior is they all have the digital gauge cluster now. Some of the lower trim models had uh, conventional gauges, but it's all now the. 12 point something it's digital cage cluster um some of the models i don't think it's all of them but uh like the base models don't have it but the ones above it now have a heads-up display and the heads-up display shows the different drive modes and and a number of different things so um that's kind of cool now and when you get over to raptor raptor has the heads-up display and shows you some of your off-road features and Baja modes and things like that up in the heads up display. So you don't have to take your eyes off the road. I think the best, Um,
0: the, you know, I wasn't a big fan of the heads up display and and in my TRX, which I drive every day, uh, the best facet of heads up display is that it shows you your, uh, on the TRX at least um, it shows you your route, you know? Yeah.
1: Right. So when you, when you get directions and it tells you to turn, at least has the arrow or something. And I know everybody kind of displays it differently, uh, but, but you're right. It's cool. So I've been, I've been forcing myself to use the heads up display in vehicles more because I want to give sort of a fair look at, at how everybody's doing it. And now that I've been doing it for a while and I figured out sort of where I like it positioned on, 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 on the windshield and, and whatever uh, I've gotten used to it. And there's been times that I'm driving and I'm looking right through it and I don't even notice that it's there. And then there's times I, I do notice. And it takes, it takes
0: a little while to get used to it. I didn't like it in the beginning because it drew my eyes there, but now yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't even look at my dashboard. Literally. I mean, yeah. whether, whether it's using the controls on the wheel or whether it's just the uh, heads up, man, I mean, it's, it's perfect. It's great.
1: It, it is a feature that I like, and it's a feature I had to get used to. Uh, unlike the start-stop feature on cars, I still hate that feature <laughs> when it oh, shuts the motor. I don't know why. I just hate that feature. It just seems annoying to me. I just useless uh, and uh, and it doesn't fit my driving style. Like I when I get to a stoplight, I like closing the gap. I don't like these massive gaps in between cars and it backs up traffic, especially in LA. It backs up traffic into a turning lane and everyone's honking. I'm always closing the gap. So I usually get pretty close to the person in front of me. And, and then when that person realizes I'm up on them, they move forward a little bit. So when I'm inching forward three times at a stoplight to close the gap and let everyone pile in behind me, that start stop feature is a pain in the ass. Right. And so it's kind of why I don't really like that feature. It's always now, a- yeah. But on a hybrid vehicle, it, you could still creep forward and it doesn't matter. And it keeps the engine off, which is even, even like the NSX, like the NSX, which is hybrid. I noticed that it was like, Hey, the motor shuts off at the stoplight, but I can still move forward. And when the light turns green, the motor still, the, the, the car moves forward on the electric motor. And then the motor, then the engine kicks in. I didn't mind that for some reason. It It's it itself
0: more, uh, you know, e- easier to your driving style. Right.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. It 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 absolutely did. So um, anyway, a feature I like, heads up display a feature. I didn't like is a start stop feature. But I don't know. It's you're gonna you turn it off, I guess. Fury, uh,
0: is not just useless to me. It's inf- I I can't freaking stand it. I mean, it just irritates the shit out of me when it happens, and I don't know why it makes. me <laughs> you
1: know, talked to I talked to Lake Speed Junior. He's the oil scientist, mad scientist uh and and i was like you know what does that hurt the engine could it hurt the engine and he said he said interesting it's like it could if the stoplight is long and all of the all of the oil just goes back to the oil pan i mean in theory everything is still pretty wet with oil but the idea of of shutting off a oil pump again and again and again could potentially lead to damage on the engine. Now it it would it would be tough to get to that point because again, everything is still pretty lubricated, and the stoplights may not be long enough for for you to sit there with the engine off before it fires up again. But there is a thought, there is maybe something worth testing at the OE level, going, hey, does this. Does this hurt the engines or not? In the I long think term. there's
0: no question that
1: it deserves testing. You know, I mean, uh, it right?
0: Have been tested before. Before it was
1: put <laughs> Yeah, and, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe they tried testing, or maybe they didn't care because they had to meet emission standards, and that was more important. The government doesn't care how long the engine lasts; they just care what the emissions are. Bingo, <laughs> coming out of that out of that car. Um, so. Uh, The big new feature on on the Ford F-150 is the optional uh, tailgate. I mean, I say optional tailgate. It has a tailgate. It just has (laughs) what they call the Pro Access tailgate, which uh, is uh, a pretty cool and interesting design and honestly, something that Ford probably had to get around to doing at some point. So uh, you can walk up to the vehicle and the tailgate will will fold down like a conventional tailgate or when it's closed, the center section can swing out like a door. Now it's not the entire tailgate that swings out like a door. Uh, When the tailgate is closed, uh, it's a center section. So there's about one foot on each side that stays in place. And then the center section opens like a door and there's a step that comes down allows you to walk up through that center section. um, And uh they did a kind of a smart little feature where the the that center section that opens up has, I believe, three stops, uh, like indents. So if you have a trailer hooked up, it can open up and hold itself at 37 degrees. You can fold the step down, and people can reach in there and grab something or step in there and and get into the bed of the vehicle. Um it's, it's a cool design. It's an interesting design. So, what I was interested in was on my Lightning, I have the conventional tailgate. What I have difficulty doing is, you know, we have a beverage company, we have Bravago, and I needed to bring product down to a distributor in Southern California. I needed to bring a half a pallet, it's about a thousand pounds. And I have to forklift it to the back of the truck. That's not the issue. But when you fold the tailgate down, you've got about what a foot and a half, two feet, two feet of tailgate, and I don't have like a reacher uh, or, or, you know, I don't have the I, my forklift can is and
0: extend out forward to place it in the middle of the bed as opposed to partially on the the,
1: the tailgate. That's exactly right. So I have what's called a a like a walkie stacker. It's not a full tail. Uh, uh, my warehouse isn't large enough for a, a full um, forklift. So mine is like a push system. You walk behind it. It's got a handle on it. And a, and, uh, uh, and I can lift stuff and move it around in the warehouse. But that means it doesn't extend, right? It doesn't reach. And I don't have the extra long length. Excuse uh, uh, me, a man's problem getting older. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, the forks, uh, sometimes you can put like the sleeves or something on the forks and make them longer, but I can't put that option because this thing would tilt forward. Right. Cause it doesn't have, it's not really weighted that way. So I have to put some cardboard boxes flat on the bed of my truck, put the pallet in as much as I can reach it. And then I kind of pull the forklift back, lift half of the pallet, and kind of slide it, push it into the back of the truck. However, if the tailgate wasn't on there, I wouldn't have the problem. Or if the tailgate opened up like a door sideways, I wouldn't have the problem. And again, this isn't something that I do every day. It was just one of the things that occurred to me. Now, having this middle portion of the tailgate open up like a door, and I don't know if this would work. I would have to take some measurements, but. Can I open that door, lift the pallet, lower it into the bed of the truck, and then the width of the 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 forks can can just slide out the back of the truck where that little door opens? I don't know. I'd have to take some measurements. I'm guessing
0: no, because of the I, size constraint, right? I mean, it, I, it's a great option to have. Um, I, I I there's no question. A thousand percent, it would have been much better if it fully swung out. Yeah. Like a door. But I mean, I I would imagine design issues uh prevented that. I I don't know. But I mean it's cool to have it as an option, even I mean it looks like a tease to me, because it just shows you how convenient it would be if the entire thing swung open.
1: Yeah. And I don't know what the reasoning but is behind that. What I think it has to do with is the way uh with when you fold the the tailgate down like a conventional tailgate. It's still double latched on the top, hinged on the bottom, um, and uh, and it has the power capability to raise and lower, and it has the, the, the wire strings on it, so you can put a lot of weight onto it. So they wanted it to fold down conventionally and be strong enough that you can put ramps and drive ATVs and stuff or whatever into it. So I think if they made one side open, I think they would just have some strength issues because of you know the basically the rod, the pivot point, or oh, yeah folding down. So I, I don't think this middle door is going to work for my forklift issue but I'm probably one in a million people that have this forklift issue. So I'm not too barked about it. Uh, I, I, it was just I, a thought. I
0: wouldn't bank on that, man. I, I guarantee you there are a number of people even listening to this that would have the same type of issue with something like that. But again, it, you know, I mean, this as an option to where it could work, that, I mean, that's great.
1: You know, and then they were pretty smart about it. So in the bed of the truck, they put these indents where you can put dividers, you can put just slats of wood Uh, Or you could get dividers from Ford Performance and and whatever. But if you throw a tonneau cover over it and you have a divider toward the back of the truck with that door opening uh, and not having to fold down the whole tailgate, you essentially have another trunk because you don't have to lean over the tailgate to reach into the back of the truck. When the door opens, you're two feet closer. So you can open this door and now you have a storage compartment that basically acts as a trunk and then you close the door. It's like a whole new little storage area. So they were super smart about having to make it work and then it, adding things like, hey, you can get the tonneau cover, you can put the dividers and now you can use it for more things. It's not just an access door. So a uh, very cool feature. I think people will will like it. And the beauty is, is, you could just fold it down like a regular tailgate. If you don't care about the swing out door, it's just a regular tailgate as well. That's, it's fine. However, you do lose one option. In mine, when I fold down the tailgate, I have the step that comes out and the pole so you can walk up. Uh, you can't have that with the swing out tailgate. Now, well, if you.
0: An option you can't go for because you need that step.
1: I I need the step. However, if you open the swing out door, there is a step that folds down. It just means if you fold down the tailgate in the normal way, there's no longer a step to get in. So you need to have to do the swing out door or you jump up there and you climb around, which maybe with a running start and a trampoline, I can get up in there. (laughs) Oh, and I'm envisioning that right now. <laughs> um, which I may try because I just got a trampoline in my gym. <laughs> knowing, actually... I'm begging you to video. <laughs> Dear God. I'm going to see if I can run and jump in the trampoline and, and get it to the back of the truck. <laughs> uh, um, I think that would be a, an interesting video. All right. So the pro, the pro tailgate, not available on the Raptor, on either of the Raptors, the Raptor and the Raptor R. Uh, I think it's just more about uh, the truck is taller and it, it, the whole system doesn't really work. It's higher; you can't really reach into it. It's an off-road truck. I, you get it. I, maybe it would be a cool feature. I don't know, but it's not available on on the Raptor. Now, it's not that you couldn't physically put it on there. All the attachment points and everything are the same. What you would run into is possibly a software issue, like on your dash, when it says your tailgate is open, you wouldn't have that. And maybe the buttons to open it, the power buttons to open it, I don't know if that would probably work. You could probably get that to work. But I thought about this and I asked the engineer and I was like, can you put the new tailgate on my old truck, on my, my, not old, but my 22, uh, get me on my 22 lightning and they're like, it would bolt up, but you'd have a software issue. And I assume that would be the case with, with, uh, uh, with the Raptor as well. So, um, so there's that. Small
0: detail. detail. You can, uh, uh,
1: a couple more features worth mentioning. This is a cool feature that I think Tesla owners kind of have a taste of this already. Um, And I I think we would like it is there is a now a security feature on the trucks that uh, if your truck is being towed or even if it's lifted, there's an accelerometer in there. So if somebody was coming and they even jacked up your truck to steal the wheels off of it and you had it locked and you were at home or at work or whatever, if you had your mobile phone, it would alert you via the app on the Ford app and go, something's going on with your truck. And then it would immediately say, give you the option, go, don't worry about it. It's me. Or it would say, it's not me. Would you like to contact the authorities? And wherever you are, it would walk you through the process of quickly contacting the authorities, giving the authorities, tracking information on your truck, and basically fill out the information for the police report for you.
0: Well, a after the conversation we had last week about dodge and how popular it was to be stolen i think (laughs) (laughs) they need to
1: right it's it's a it's a cool feature now the other thing is is if you say it's not me my truck is being stolen it makes the gps location features in the in the vehicle undefeatable so you can't turn it off. It locks it so you can keep tracking the vehicle. I'm it'd sure be at
0: some it, point... It'd be better if it electrocuted the fuckers that were
1: trying to steal.
0: <laughs> right. right. It's, it's a great option.
1: So here's the thing. is You have the option to contact the, the authority. Of course, the unpopular option, according to Ford, is take matters into your own hands. <laughs> but you do have that option. Uh, now, it's not 100% flawless because if If you're asleep and it's the middle of the night and your phone's turned off and you don't have alerts on or whatever, uh, you're not gonna see the alert until you wake up in the morning. It's not a perfect solution, but it is interesting. uh, And it it was something within the capability of Ford to do uh, and say, hey, we we can alert you when something's happening to your, your truck and submit all of the information. I think it's a pretty cool feature. I think it's an interesting feature, especially as we talked about last week. That cars getting catalytic converters stolen and they're jacking the vehicle up uh, uh, or being completely stolen doesn't always happen in the middle of the night. Now, like people are going to parking garages during the day at work or whatever, and going, "Hey, I'm going to do a, a, a steal wheels or steal your truck or something," and this this would alert you.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's an option that a lot of people are implementing these days, i.e. security one, the people that run my cameras in my garage, because I would say 3.30 in the morning last week, one of the uh, smoke alarms went off, which prompted my phone to ring, which prompted text to my phone, which I never saw because I was asleep. But yes, I mean, it's, a, it's a great option. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um- <laughs> Anyway, like cool feature. It doesn't have like the cameras in a Tesla where it records the person stealing your car, but, uh, but this is, this is the the next best thing. So anyway, that was pretty cool. Um, and then across the lineup, Ford is reducing the amount of options. They were figuring out that there's just too many different things you can do when you're ordering the vehicle and, and people were sort of missing out on opportunities or getting confused so they've drastically reduced like a 90% reduction in the, the amount of options, you know. Uh, so, and they're built into packages to make it a little bit easier to buy. For example, there are three Raptors now. There's, <laughs> there's V6 Raptor v6 raptor 37 inch tires and raptor r which is on 37 inch tires so you get 35 inch raptor 37 inch raptor 37 inch raptor r the only option other than colors is the sunroof the moonroof or not that's that's the only real difference now there are some changes to the raptor uh and First and foremost, their engineers are like, it's suspension. That's our number one goal on the Raptor is to constantly improve suspension. So if you get the 35-inch V6 Raptor, uh, you get the Fox Live shocks. If you get the 37-inch tires on the V6 Raptor, or if you get a Raptor R that's already on 37s, you now get the dual valve Live Fox. So compression, compression uh and rebound right um and a much smoother ride overall especially on road um more high speed capability um and some pretty cool little upgrades has the heads-up display uh oh i think recaro seats might be the only option although it might come in the r i'm not sure if it's standard in the in the 35 inch tired raptor um but uh A couple different grills that they, you know, they revised the grill and do a few things on the wheels and stuff, and it's a nice little upgrade. The V6 is unchanged. The 700 horsepower R, they didn't release the actual horsepower figure, but because the TRX is on its way out and it's 702, Ford just said more than 700. So I'm sure they're just going to go to like 705 or 710, just a the, to kind of beat the the TRX and 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 I don't know if it's going to be that much of a difference. I think they're just going for bragging rights because you know it's an unfair fight. But TRX doesn't get to respond next year and go, "Hey, like actually, you brought it up uh, last week was when we talked about the launch edition. They're going launch edition doesn't have a bump in horsepower, right? They could have been like, "Hey, launch or, or sorry, final edition. Final edition could have had seven ten, right?" Uh, but it, there but it would doesn't. have
0: been many a happy Mopar guy out there if that was the case, uh, right? Because like myself, who's not going to purchase it just
1: because of that fact, right? So, like, and and the final edition had seven ten. No one with a TRX would be like. Eh, who cares like you know no one's going to really like it. it's 702 710 that's like a canine air filter away from getting it so it, it, who cares but if you wanted the final edition you get to go i did get the 710 horsepower version but everybody that has a trx isn't going to run to to trade it in you were the only one <laughs> 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 that that probably wouldn't what would like are
0: you kidding me i like being that guy it's
1: all good um I think that's pretty much it. So F-150 uh, uh, got some nice upgrades to it. And talking with the engineers and the designers and the guys who, you know, picked the interiors, and and I had conversations with them. I was like, hey, you're the interior guy. I just want to bring it up to you. It's like, I have a Ford Lightning with the white and blue interior. And it's like, it's not white. It's like, it's, it's like a gray, It's like a light gray. And I said, you guys did... This blue strip of Alcantara down the middle of my seat, and it looks great. But then the the light gray leather is the perforated leather for the for the heated and cooled seats. And I said, whatever material you picked for that Alcantara, whatever you did to dye it, up toward the headrest on the front and the back of the seat, the blue bleeds in a little bit into my gray leather and. And I said, I it, it's not. I don't think it's a heat issue because I've got all the tinted windows, and I, it's not a sweat issue because it's at the top of the seat where you don't even touch anything. I go. I think it's just cleaning. Like if I clean the seats with a leather cleaner or something, and you and you you kind of hit that blue area a little bit and rub onto the gray. and uh, and then I felt bad because he was like, oh, I'm so glad you told me this. It's like this is the kind of stuff that really just kind of gets under my skin, and I I wish I had known about that. And I got to go back. I was like oh, you're serious. Like you're really, you're really disappointed by this. And then I felt bad that I even told him. I was like, I didn't mean to shit on your day, man.
0: You should have been disappointed. Anybody in the, in that position, no matter what manufacturer wants to have the best product out there, they can. And if the product went out there and it's subpar comparatively to his, you know, standards, then yeah, I mean, I I can understand it. You should appreciate that as a
1: Ford. I, I I did like that. He was passionate about it. You know, um, you know, because he was there all day giving speeches about interior materials and how he's the leader on that and, and why he chose certain things and, and, and just all the research and the, the touch and the feel. And, and I, you know, the guy who did the grill, the guy who did the grill, he's like, hey, on the off-road, like on Tremor and whatever, he goes, I did this grill. And he goes, and you see this texture that's on the grill? The reason why I did this texture is because if you're going off-road and debris is flying up and you hit a little rock or a pebble and it hits the plastic grill – if it puts a little indentation in it, you won't really notice it because I already built in this texture of indentations. So I'm just trying to make, I was like super smart. I like that. I like that. amount of
0: consumer. That's a passionate about a brand. You appreciate stuff like that because they're thinking ahead of the game, right?
1: Uh, Absolutely. And so that kind of leads me to the next uh, topic, but why we have a few more minutes is while I was here, I, I went to Ford's headquarters and toured the Rouge plant where they build the F-150. Uh, now, keep in mind, I'm, I'm a fan of industrialism. I like the idea of just building, building from scratch, inventing, you know, assembly lines and, 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 and a process of, of employing 10,000, 50,000, 100,000 people, Uh, you know, and someone like Henry Ford having a vision of going, I'm going to buy 200 acres. It's going to be near the water. Boats are going to come in to bring coal. I'm going to build a power plant on site uh, and we're going to build trucks. And instead of taking, you know, two weeks to build uh, a model T, I'm going to get it down to, you know, you know, a day. Right. And now the assembly line where F-150s are the F-150s are basically on this wood platform and, and it, it's on like a like a little podium and it can raise and lower depending on which station it goes to. And each worker has 53 seconds and it doesn't stop. The, the, the assembly line doesn't slop, stop. It moves slow enough that every, every person has 53 seconds to – get something to get a headliner installed, get door mirrors put in, have the doors come by and get windows and speakers installed. And uh, it's, it's amazing to me. So I go, so every 53 seconds, a truck is coming off the end of the assembly line. And they said, yes. And I go, well, what's the, the entire build life of the truck. And they said 20 hours, but that includes damping the metal from scratch, the aluminum and paint where the actual process, it was I forgot what they said, it was like five hours or something like that. Don't quote me on it. Um, but in the actual assembly line when it's done. But there's a stamping plant where they do the aluminum uh from from soup to nuts, from a a, a giant roll of aluminum to a finished truck is 20 hours. That's
0: pretty unbelievable.
1: And and it takes a, there's something like a thousand people in the Rouge assembly plant at any given time working. And getting it done. Um, just the whole idea of that is is impressive. And it's completely made in the U.S. And Ford, of course, being able to brag because we're at a Ford event, Ford employs the most hourly workers in America than any other car company. Maybe just, any other company.
0: You just reiterated their current commercial campaign.
1: That's it. That's what they're. That's what they're pushing. Honestly, they did the presentation last night and had a big concert. And Darius Rucker was there, and he was great. And and uh, uh, I think they used the word America more times than they used the word F one fifty. By the way, little side note: Darius Rucker from Hooting the Blowfish. If you guys want to hear something interesting, he was on the Adam Carolla show about a week or so ago, and he was telling stories about being the biggest band in the world. In the '90s, and he—he he is fantastic. He was just like, "Oh man, we party! Man, did we party!" And he's man, like,
0: "You have no fucking idea." He's one of the biggest wrestling fans in the world. And during, the- I did no that I didn't
1: know that I didn't know he was such a huge wrestling fan.
0: I wish I would have known you were going
1: to see Rock because
0: he's—he's he's, yes, he's a great, you know,
1: fantastic dude. And I talked to Adam on the way. I was, I was, I was like. I, I, he calls like, I'm heading out to this event, Darius Rucker. He's like, oh, he's like, it's such a good interview with him. He goes, if you see him backstage, tell him I said hello. He goes, I'm such a fan.
0: And I didn't know that he was such a wrestling fan as well. <laughs> best thing, the best thing, you know, we both know a shitload of celebrities. And the first thing that pops into my mind when you mention the word Darius Rucker is what a fucking down-to-earth, normal guy he is his that's, that's his most endearing quality a thousand percent because he could be the complete opposite of it because of his success
1: obviously listen i i agree 100 and i'm not letting anything out of the out of the out of the bag there's no secrets but he was on the interview with adam he was like we partied the drugs the alcohol the whole thing we did the rock star stuff and adam's like how are all of you guys just out of it and normal he's like when we were done, we were just done. It's like I don't understand. He goes, "We're fine. Like we're all fine." He's like, "We just didn't go down that
0: rabbit hole." Part of uh, it, part of a lot of people's lives. It was it was it was the '90s, right? And a lot of people stayed in it. A lot of people grew through it, and a lot of people grew up afterwards, right? And I liken to say that I'd like to say, quite obviously, since he's still alive and still successful as shit, reinventing himself every day. He's one of the guys, right? And he's. Think one of the guys. I, I'm one of them too. We all yeah. experienced that time, and we're in the spotlight during those days, right? So, yeah, it, the '90s was freaking awesome. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I was carrying, you know, you see Dion, right? How he reinvents himself. I was carrying Dion's bags at the Falcons in the '90s. How much fun do you think I was having? I mean, yeah, it was it was, it was absolutely a time. To- yeah, it, 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 there are a lot of us that are lucky to still be here breathing that experienced what we experienced through the night
1: yeah i but I, I a great interview with him that adam did kind of a peek behind the curtain of uh but you're right from a down to earth uh a uh, guy and and when you watch the video version of it he's you know sitting there with his reading glasses on and having the conversation and then up on stage he was he was a rock star last night uh a huge uh by the way it was great to see christy lee she hosted she emceed the entire event and I didn't want to make a fuss and go backstage and say hi to everybody back there. But at the beginning of the event, um, I was just up in the front. I had kind of a, a, a sectioned off area where I was allowed to be. And from 50 feet away, she was up on stage in the middle of her huge live speech and, and saw me and waved high. And and uh, and I'm glad that she, she's doing well. If you guys follow her on social media, she had a little bit of a health issue. Uh, While we but, are uh, on the health issues
0: subject, Steve.
1: Yeah. You know what I, uh, know uh, what's going on? I, I don't. Steve uh, Mignante, I, I get his last name wrong, but a longtime commentator of Barrett Jackson and, uh, uh, and uh, one of the commentators at uh, Roadkill uh, Nights when we were out there. Um, I, I guess the he's gang.
0: been. He's one of the gang, you know. Uh, yeah. One of us that has done this for a, been in the car culture for an extremely long time. I mean, he's focused I, with Barrett Jackson. He's a plethora of information, and he's go he's going through some health issues right now. And I'm, he is uh, some some kind a of good, a great friend, and I'm curious to to know exactly I, I, what's going on. So.
1: All I know is what I've seen online from people reaching out. I guess he's been fighting uh, uh, some kind of brain issue or a brain. Uh, a bacteria or infection or something, um, for a little while, it's all been kind of on the down low, but I don't know, maybe someone from the family spoke out and said, go ahead and, and, you know, express your, your, your feelings on this. And, you know, everyone on the better Jackson side of all spoken out on social media, Craig Jackson, Carolyn, you know, uh, uh, Chris Jacobs and, and everybody. If you don't know his name, you've certainly heard his voice. Uh, if you've watched anything in the automotive world, he's been kind of a, a voice of that base and, and a super knowledgeable guy. Uh,
0: terrific, terrific <laughs> dude at the same time. I, so, I, talked some prayers go out to he and his family.
1: Yeah, I wish him the best. And it's kind of a, a, a very odd thing, what's, whatever's happening. I'm not quite sure. I, I don't think it's been like like a cancer battle or an Alzheimer's or anything like that he's been battling for a long time. This is just sounds more of like a freak thing. Honestly, kind of what happened to Christy Lee, uh, and I'll let you, her tell her story you know you can see her on social media she could tell her story or maybe we'll we'll bring her on the show if she wants to talk about it at some point but um another just thing that just i don't know what happened and she was like i don't know what it is and then eventually she was down for for months on this um but it was it was lovely to see her and she's up there doing her thing as usual so you know it was it was good uh, um all right. So we're gonna wrap it up and uh I think we're about on on schedule. If not, we're cutting it a little bit short so I can get over to the uh to the auto show. I've kind of got just a few hours window to get over there and see what's going on. Um I, I hope it's good. Uh you know, I know last year uh my first time at Detroit Auto Show is, is now. Last year Alistair Weaver said it was a little um kind of sparse.
0: <laughs> if nothing else, it'll be a good uh a good comparative tool, right? To see where these auto shows are in 2023 because I, I I, mean if you're going to go to one the LA auto show the Detroit auto show you know you go to one of those two or both and pass judgment so I'm curious to see how it is uh,
1: yeah I am as well so I'm going to go and check that out um, there's another Mustang event tonight I don't know that there's any fancy debut of anything I just think they're just having a party and having everything in one place from EcoBoost GT Dark Horse GTD the racing cars gt3 gt4 everything sort of in one place which will be kind of fun to see uh and then uh up, up bright and early uh tomorrow morning and on a plane back home so uh yeah I'm excited to go do that uh anything else on your end I know you're 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 in the garage and you're jumping around from project car to project car and and uh B28 d-
0: up on the lift uh little brake work going on and then you know I it's hard to keep my attention span at one thing, so I jumped over back on the uh, 2,500, the 99 Ram, and uh finished the exhaust on that. Now we have an oil leak, and uh then we're going to put that bitch back out on the road. So headed to New Jersey for an autograph signing this weekend, so back in, I got my one wrestling boot.
1: Back on this weekend, <laughs> where where is that going to be? Can somebody go out and see you? Come say hi because this is going to be.
0: It's called I Play Arena, I think it is. Um, I am not thousand percent positive, but I will be posting it on my Instagram. Actually, here it is, right here. PlayAmerica.com. dot uh, Freehold, New Jersey. Play America Sunday, September seventh. I'll be posting it on Instagram tomorrow so uh if you're in the jersey area come out and see me and let's talk some cars That's 99 of my life
1: yeah right um awesome uh okay we're gonna wrap things up thanks guys appreciate it until next time keep the air and the spare and the bag and the wheel for the latest updates and call-in times follow the show on facebook twitter and instagram at carcast show if you'd like to write in fill out the form on carcastshow.com And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com.